0: Here's Johnny! Welcome to my nightmare. What's your favorite scary movie? You
1: play with us, Daddy. what's going on everybody welcome back to fear freaks podcast my name is brayden i'm destiny and we are the fear freaks i literally like was so confused at first i was like i could have sworn i clicked us in the show so that way when we when that ended we were in like normal but i guess i did not so you know i'm just on a roll tonight i'm on a roll here tonight with just some uh crazy shit But uh, hope everyone is having a great week. Hope that you guys are doing well. Tonight we are talking about Scream Six, which is currently now playing in theaters. Do want to go ahead and give a heads up in case you guys cannot tell based on the title of tonight's episode. Uh, Tonight we are diving deep into this thing. This is a full on spoiler discussion. Um, So hopefully you guys have seen the movie. If you guys haven't seen the movie and you guys don't give a shit, as always, welcome. Uh, I hope that you guys plan on eventually seeing this movie, but um, I highly recommend watching it, coming back later on, and listening to our thoughts on the movie in depth. Uh, also want to give a shout out, uh, Matt Fauci and them are having a stream on his channel as well. If you guys want to bounce back and forth between uh, him, James Grimm, and Brett Stewart from Good Real are on his channel. So if you guys want to kind of bounce back and forth between thoughts, um, you Guys, can do that and show some love over there as well. Uh, Brett Man, what's going on? I know that uh, you've got a stream here coming up in a, in a couple minutes. Uh, Lamontre, how you doing? Russell, what up? Ashton, welcome. Mud, Maddie, what's going on? Maddie Baker, what up? Uh, and then we got uh, Destiny, uh, sorry, Denise. I saw the D, I don't know, sorry uh the d denise what's going on hope that you're well and um aaron how are you um destiny how are you doing tonight good here i feel feel like that's your response every single week but that's okay that's okay i'm not saying that's a bad thing so you know you looked yeah, like you were about a to, whole
0: lot going on, I guess.
1: You looked for a hot second like you were about to say something defensive. You were like, "This motherfucker, like, you know, just <laughs> call me out, huh?"
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe one of these days I'll be like I did something crazy, but probably not anytime soon. So, whatever.
1: <laughs> um but uh, what is, uh, before we get started into tonight, what is going on within your world of horror this week? What What's happening?
0: I am excited because I actually watch movies besides Scream 6, obviously. Mm-hmm. I started to watch movies again, so I'll go through my first time watches first. So obviously Scream 6. I watched Tusk, which I don't think was not as bad in a way. I did not. I didn't like the movie. But not because of what it is. I just didn't like it. And so I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be, like content wise. But I also just don't think it was a really good movie. Okay. <clears throat> but as Justin Long, who I do love, so just wasn't a fan. Then I watched a movie called Spoonful of Sugar that's on Shudder. And it's supposed to be like an LSD sexual awakening, awakening trippy sort of thing kind of lackluster in all the departments I was like okay I thought it was gonna be crazy and it wasn't so I was kind of disappointed in that then I watched Hellraiser 3 Hell on Earth which I thought was okay I didn't love it but you know then of course rewatched Scream 5 watched The Strangest Pray at Night watched Elvira Mistress of the Dark and then I watched Halloween and then Scream 6 again And not horror, but I did watch Call Me by Your Name, which I really enjoyed. So
1: Heck yeah. Yeah. That that is quite a list this week for for movies. I'm not gonna lie. Like this is much different than last week's list. Like last week you had like may like you had a couple. You had a couple, like more than you did the week prior, I think. Like I think the week prior you had nothing. Last week I think we had like I think you had like two last week. And then this week, there you go, everybody. She's back to her nice elongated list that we all like to hear about each week <laughs> um, as to what's going on. Um, with me, uh, I obviously Scream 6 saw that on Thursday. I saw it t- uh, again on Saturday night. Um, and I'll we'll obviously get into some thoughts about that uh, throughout this. Um, watch The Last of Us. I got all caught up on that, finished it, really liked that. And then uh, watched the uh, Strangers Pray at Night as well. Uh, we we both did that on um, Good Real Hunting's channel on, on Friday night. Destiny kind of got a little upset with me with, uh, with my commentary, but, you know, hey.
0: Because <laughs> you're just being rude about it. You're just being fucking think- rude about it.
1: I don't think so. I, I, th- I, I think I was just so. I'm gonna I find the thought... movie
0: you love and just fucking rip it to part. Like just, <laughs> just everything. Be like, no, no, do it.
1: Do it no. if, if you if you don't like it, I wouldn't judge you. If you genuinely if it I'm not judging you,
0: you, I'm just saying
1: you're just saying that there's a better way to project your thoughts. So
0: oh yeah, and I can still hear myself talking. Can you hear me echoing?
1: I can't hear you echoing. No.
0: Okay. Okay. Brayden did get scared twice.
1: I thought it was only once.
0: No, it was twice.
1: No, it, it was when what's her face was in the. It was in that scene thing. and
0: there's another scene. There was. So. I don't
1: know. Well, I, I guess I'm going to have to go back and watch the replay. So, exactly. you know, uh, Byron, what's going on, man? Um, Yeah. I, I did uh jump a couple times that is that is for damn sure that is uh okay it was twice like look I at, here, here i am trying to not make me seem like i jump a lot but yeah there was one that definitely there was one that definitely got me one that was yeah. just like oh jesus like
0: and the other really one good. talking yeah. shit this whole time and you got scared
1: right like oh so this movie really sucks oh shit like
0: <laughs> for real <laughs> it's so funny
1: Um, no, but that's, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much, uh, everything that, um, that I watched this, this past week, very short list, uh, for me, but at least it was, at least it was something, um, but okay, let's, let's get into it. Let's dive into Scream 6 again, everyone full on spoiler warning. So, you know, um, that again, keep that in mind. So, Destiny, to kind of start off, what did you think of Scream 6? Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you kind of just find it eh? What are your thoughts?
0: Um, That first watch. Okay, you can't hear me echoing right before I start talking? No. Okay. Okay. So, my first watch, I really enjoyed it. I didn't quite love it, but I still gave it four out of five stars. It was just, and going into it, I knew this was going to feel different and it did, but it still felt like Scream, but I was like, I don't know. It might be a little bit too different for me maybe, but then on my second watch, which I even was telling people, I was like, I think on a second watch, I'll love it. Like going into it, it was like, okay, kind of different. I needed to like warm up to it. Then on my second watch, I loved it. So I bumped it up to four and a half out of five right now. So I really loved it. Definitely didn't hate it. There's some parts I was like, meh. But overall, I really loved the movie. And it was such a fun time in theaters, both times I went. So
1: Moser, what's going on? Um no, I, I got to agree with you. I agree with you, I should say, to uh, an extent, because I loved it the, my very first watch. I, I walked out of it. I was feeling really confident about it. I was like, you know what? This is top three screen movies for me. Um, it definitely still sits at number three on my list. Um, I think that this is a damn good sequel. Uh, had a great time both times that I watched it. Um, just that first time was just so awesome because it's like, you know, you're watching it for the first time you're and I honestly was very happy uh, that like I didn't see anything online prior to it. I kind of like blocked the hashtag on Twitter and everything just to avoid all spoilers. So, you know, I went and that's why I see movies like this on Thursdays to avoid the Friday going through all day, potentially getting on social media, seeing, a big spoiler that you don't want to see. So, um, yeah, Thursday night I went with my family and, uh, everybody enjoyed it. Like, and I mean, like my mom doesn't really jump a whole lot in movies, but this is one that actually got her a couple times. My sister very much liked it. Shit. My dad liked it. My dad doesn't even really like anything. So, (laughs) you know, um, it's nice to know that all of us had a really great time. Saturday night, I just went by myself. So, you know, I was just kind of there. I was, uh, and I had a good crowd both nights, which was definitely helpful. But um, we got to talk about this opening. We, we got to, like, right off the bat, I'm not going to lie, right away, I was pretty pissed off. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah. Two minutes into the movie, <laughs> I was, I was like punching air for a second. I was like, there's no way no fucking way that we know right away who the fuck the killer is
0: okay well freaking <laughs> before we can you know jump the shark a little bit back up samara weaving well
1: i know samara weaving i was gonna bring her back around but i, was I know but you're just was just mad.
0: listen i felt vindicated that she was the. A- she is the opening kill, but she's mm-hmm. also like not the opening, opening kill. But you know, like the first kill that we see on screen, I would say. Um, I was very happy. Also, before we even get to that, I love the fake out that they did with this because you know how most or the screen movies start with like a phone call, you hear the phone call like ringing. I love that it opened in and you're at like this restaurant bar place because mm-hmm. I was like, Wait, what the fuck are we doing? And then we see Samara waving, and I was like, Oh, shit. I yeah i knew it um but i love the whole setup with her which going into the movie i didn't know anyone's name like any of the new cast which i'm kind of glad which i didn't i don't know if they even announced her name but her name where is it at laura crane and i was like okay that has to be like a psycho reference or something right because wasn't it marion crane in psycho yeah
1: I think so. Let me look.
0: I'm pretty sure. Continue talking and I'll look it up. Okay. So I'm I'm really glad. I wanted to stay clear of any names going into this. And if so, I'm glad because that definitely kind of, I would say kind of gives away, which it's Samara Weaving. And we only saw like one outfit from set. So I figured she's going to be the opening kill regardless. But like you're saying, the way they set it up, because it's always a kill, and then we cut to the slash, and then we get the title card. We pause, and we're focusing and just sitting on this, and then a fucking reveal. Whenever I did the spoiler, or not the spoiler, the Scream 6 predictions with real I predicted that we would get an early reveal from a ghost face, like, halfway through. This, I was like, No. That's not what I asked for. It's not what I wanted. Luckily, though, they are not our actual ghost face, which I thought was cool. I thought that it was cool that are there's like, because in a way, it's not necessarily the cult thing. But it is just a bunch of ghost face kind of running around. So I thought that was pretty cool. Anyways, do you want to get into the actual opening part?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, and just to confirm, yes, it is. Uh, it's Marion Crane. Uh, from, okay. So
0: I'm glad I did it from see that beforehand.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what you were saying. Uh, I do very much like the opening of the phone in the restaurant. And I like the restaurant atmosphere. And I liked how, like, she's on a dating app, too. Like, meeting this guy for the first time. You know, like, it's... It's again playing into, and that's why I feel like Scream is pretty much timeless at this point because you can always update these to fit into the current environment and still somehow make it scary. Because, like, the internet is a very scary world nowadays. Like, you know, it's like, and this guy seems normal. It's not really this guy, it's one of her students that is trying to lure her into the uh dark alley at night uh so we can kill her and i think that like and i don't know why i love like and i saw this in dolby on saturday and the voice change like when you hear like the twist of it, like, like the, oh yeah God. and he's like you and you want to know what's even funnier is that you walked into a dark alleyway alone at night no, like just like the, the voice switch i was like there it is so um Wasn't sure how he was going to come out because, like, I wasn't sure if he was going to be, like, more if she was going to, like, if it was going to lead into, like, a chase scene down the alley. So, like, when he just kind of, like, popped up behind her and just, like, literally just started going fucking crazy, I was like, oh,
0: fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday I tweeted how, like, my dream is to get killed in, like, an opening of Scream. But I want something like this. I want a death scene like this to where it is just stab 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 and you're just screaming and blood is just pouring out and it's just so like it reminds me of i know what you did last summer with Mm -hmm. helen how like she's in this alleyway and there are people around even though this isn't as like crowded but it's still new york and so it's like being so close to help but not helping and then all he does is just like take it off and put it away and just walks and then we get to see tara establish a connection Mm-hmm. And then we're back at their apartment, which yeah. I really liked because I was like, there's no way we're not gonna get our normal sort of you know screen right. title at this point. so
1: right. And like I I also did like the line like right before he killed um right before he killed uh what's her name? Laura, I think. Uh, yeah, Laura Crane, the professor. I did mm-hmm. like the line like uh, when he was like, now all I see is red. Boom blood splat on the mask that was cool but um yeah and then we get to their apartment and it's like he gets a phone call from his roommate who is a and they were technically the killers that were going after uh tara and sam and they're they were trying to finish richie's movie we find that out right away which after the mat after he took off the mask and revealed who it was and everything and like uh tony Revolori is a great actor like you know i was like i he was kind of my he was one of my suspects if he was going to be like one of the main friends anyway so to know that he was actually one of the ghost faces actually i was like okay like that's that's actually um really awesome so Uh, his friend or his roommate calls him and they have the, or his roommate, I should say. And, uh, they have the voice changer and he's like, dude, I thought that we weren't going to use the voice changer on each other. Yada, yada, yada. He's like, well, you got your practice. I got mine. And just like the way that he was describing, like killing the professor, like I was just like, oh my God, this dude is fucking twisted. Like this, this is pretty much Billy Loomis all over again. Like, you know, um, and I like the little game that he hasn't played. It's like classic. Like, see, that's classic Ghostface. Like, you know, having a, like, kind of toying with the victim a little bit prior to making the appearance. Um, but I, I loved that entire sequence, like, leading all the way up to when he got to the fridge and he opened it and his roommate was literally all cut up in the fridge. And I noticed something on the second watch, and it was that in the kitchen, he was so close. I was going to say that.
0: Yeah, he was, I was so really that.
1: I noticed that the second watch um that he was like this close to opening the fridge. He didn't obviously, but um yeah, like that was just like a nice little easter egg that like the phone started ringing right at the like right as he was going to uh grab the fridge door handle to to open it. Um but then it's like that leads to honestly a great reveal to a more weathered ghost face like we think that like it's the main like the main mask is used for the first kill which led me to think i was just kind of like hmm okay so there's the main mask they have the main mask how are we going to get this more weathered cracked mask in and um then we reveal like the main ghost face who looked really tall next to uh next to him by the way like i was just like oh geez like this one actually looks big like this one, like looks like yeah. he, he looks like he's the shit, um, and I love the opening line, like the opening ghost face line, like when he's like, "Who gives a fuck about movies?" Bam!
0: Scream and then title card. Also, something I noticed on second watch because I was trying to look more behind everything because I wanted to notice all like the little Easter eggs. So far, all I saw was I did see an ice nine kills. Flyer on the fridge, which I thought was pretty cool, and then I saw the last podcast on the left poster inside their apartment. Oh, they're obviously watching Jason Takes Manhattan, yeah. And the guy's name was Jason, so mm-hmm. I, I like none of my friends because I saw it the first time with two girls from work and they like horror with their like. I was freaking out because immediately I was like, it's Jason Takes Manhattan, like they're fucking they put it in the movie, like, mm-hmm. yes, but um. I was trying to notice like as many Easter eggs as I could. Oh, I saw a psycho poster classic. Yep. That's about it. Everything was going so fast, but I was trying. But the Einstein kills thing was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, they're right there.
1: Yeah. No. And just, I was too looking at all the posters that was like in their, in their uh, living room and all that stuff. they clear they had stab posters around as well. Uh, Which was really cool. Uh, All nice little Easter eggs to like, you know, just the Scream universe and the Stab movies and the classic. And I like that's one thing I very much like about, um, like the the Scream movies, especially the newer ones, is that not only do they reference like the Stab movies within their universe, but they it's almost like the Stab movies are part of like our world as well because they kind Mm -hmm. of are with Scream movies, but um. Like just to see that they're kind of intertwined with like everything that we as the audience watch. It just allows us to connect with these movies a lot more, you know, um, especially the younger audiences that are now coming up to watch Scream. Uh, But yeah, I think that the opening of this movie, I I liked it because it was different. Like at first I was very mad, but like then I was like, I'm like, there's no way. Because as soon as the title card didn't come up, like after he killed her, I was like, okay, there's definitely more to this like either it's going to yeah. happen here in the alley or it's going to like kind of escalate just a little bit more. And I-, I was happy with the direction that it took. It was very misleading. It was, and I'd say the marketing for this movie in general was misleading. Like I, I think that they once again did a great job at marketing for, for this movie. Um, but then we catch up now we're in New York uh, and everything. We're post opening. We're catching up now with Sam Carpenter, who is, who is, in therapy, talking about everything that had just happened. um, The year prior, this has obviously affected her greatly. She went through a very traumatic experience. She can't really talk to anybody about it. Um, And just to kind of compare the two, because I feel like if I don't say this now, I'm going to forget to kind of compare Sam and Tara. Tara is trying to leave that in the past. She's trying to be like, that happened a year ago. I'm not going to let it affect my life anymore. Whereas Sam, I feel like, though, it hits Sam a little bit more close to home, being that she is the daughter of Billy Loomis, the serial killer. So I also think that that's why it hits her and affects her a lot more than it does Tara. So... You know, like even like in therapy, like when she starts to open up to her therapist who clearly says that she can open up to him. Isn't that funny? Like, you know, when people say, oh, you can open up to me and then you they tell you some fucked up shit and you're just like, I'm not qualified to deal with this, you know, like and that's exactly what happens. So Sam is just like, fuck you, dude. Like, you know, you're just like all the other shrinks that, you know, can't I can't talk to her whatever. Um so, yeah, Sam is in a very emotional, vulnerable state. And rightfully so. Whereas Tara, she's kind of careless. So, your thoughts?
0: No, yeah, I would agree. But I like that they also try to have them, like, going different ways. Because, like, yeah, I would imagine it's going to affect Sam more. Because, like, she is the one that is connected to everything. Like, obviously, Tara's her sister, but she is Billy's daughter. She is the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they're kind of do it because like, you know, like Tara's obviously affected, but she's just trying to brush it off. She doesn't want to think about it. She just wants to, you know, out of sight, out of mind, basically. So Mm -hmm. I like that they did that. And, um, oh, so I was reading Mud's comment. I haven't watched. I did see that they uploaded that and I didn't watch it because I wasn't able to at work today. Tomorrow that work, I am watching that podcast. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, because they have uh, radio silence on it uh, with them, too. So that's really awesome. Uh, And yeah, Chris, I was reading your comment too. the, yeah, not misleading, but misdirection. You know what I meant. You know what I was trying to get
0: at. Definitely. And I would say that this marketing was better than last year's because even last year's, I feel like even though like they didn't give too much away, if you like were to do like Frame by frame, you can kind of see like who is where. Cause mm-hmm. I remember watching the trailer for this and I remember seeing someone dead in the bathtub and be we like, oh fuck, I just saw someone. But then, yeah, like, you know, when we actually see the movie, he's no one. But mm-hmm. um, I feel like they really didn't give the, like anything away. Like, yeah, they showed scenes of like Mindy being attacked and like Gail's scene, but you don't see that much of it. So I thought the marketing was really good for this one. Oh yeah.
1: No, I I definitely agree but I'm not going to lie. Like just the the character posters just seem to be getting better and better. Like last year's character posters I liked, but I I I like the knife more. Like I like the knife character posters a lot more. Like with go- Yeah, but then with so, the Yeah, there's just something about like Ghostface in the knife too or like any sort of marketing like where there's the knife and the killer's like looking in it. Like, I just think that that is just, it's awesome. And I, I really do like, um, each of the character posters makes me curious to see how they're going to market seven and what the character posters are going to be for seven, um, eventually. But yeah, like, I think that, um, like, the way that the sisters are are coping is obviously two completely different things. Like Tara, she's wanting to go out and, you know, experience college. And I mean, rightfully so she has the, she should have the opportunity to do that, but also Sam very much cares about Tara and is kind of being a, like she's pretty much her only parent like figure within her life. So she's kind of helicopter parenting her just a little bit. Like, with, uh, like, I mean, even she gets mad, um, like, when she finds out that she went to that party. She was like, I begged her not to go to that party and everything. So, you know, there's definitely a um, a, a lot of helicoptering there.
0: Yeah, which, um, obviously, uh, during the scene, um, after the frat party, Sam shows up, tases the guy in the balls, rightfully so. Yeah she was drunk so good i'm glad that whole little fight scene broke out because fuck that guy but um she tara says tell sam like you you have to let me go mm-hmm. and then immediately i was like that trailer that's coming back from the mm-hmm. fucking part in that trailer which it did so that was really cool and i love seeing Sam sort of like Because in 5, we've established she was, like, rebellious and did, like, drugs. And was crazy. But from what we see, it doesn't look like that because she's, like, moving on from that part. And I liked in this movie that she's, like, feistier, like, in that whole part with the girl that dumps, like, the Diet Cherry Coke on her. And she's, like, trying to fight her. I was like, yes, this is what I want from Sam. Because, you know, she's done crazy shit. She talked about it. So I'm happy we got to see more of this side of Sam and not just so reserved. Yeah. I thought she was going to be a lot better, not a lot better, because I still think she was good in five, but I thought she was going to kick major ass in this, and she does. I was so happy.
1: She definitely does, and I am not going to lie. Like I feel like that I liked the new characters in five, but I feel like six really established me like loving these characters, like because like obviously this new cast has a lot of legacy to live up to when it comes down to the legacy characters with like, you know, Sydney, Dewey, Gale, those that we've seen in every single Scream movie and Scream five, it had a daunting task of bringing on a new generation and new, you know, uh, legacy cast members, um, that we should care about. And like, again, I cared about him in five, But not to like as not as much as I did in six, like six. I was like, okay, I've already spent a whole movie with these characters. Now I love these characters. And this movie just kind of seeing the way that the chemistry that they had, like throughout the movie, you could see how much closer they have gotten. That was, I think, one of my bigger issues of five is I didn't get the sense that they were all necessarily close and they weren't really because Sam was like, you know, just kind of resurfacing. Tara obviously knew Chad and Mindy and all them and like, like Amber and everything. So like now that they had a year to kind of build this bond and establish this relationship, I like feel like that um, I was able to be on board with them more throughout the course of this movie. So this movie, and I said this in my initial review too, that like there are great characters in this film and the core four is fucking awesome. I love the core four. So
0: they are so good because you know with 5 it does establish this this new generation of characters that we're going to get because obviously you have to start weaning off your legacy and transition into our new cast and i think they're handling that very well um i like that the the way they handled sydney in this movie because mm-hmm. this is what i wanted this is what i said after scream 5 like if she doesn't come back I want her to have a happy life. And so, so far, that's what she has. And I'm really happy, obviously, Dewey, rest in peace. And then we have Gail. So I think they're doing a good job at sort of, you know, dropping that. Because in seven, I mean, there's a chance Sydney can come back. I would like to see her one last time. But, you know, if that was it for five and that's it for her, I think they handled that well. So I really did enjoy the the core four in this group. I enjoyed them in five, but this one definitely established that stronger relationship.
1: Chris, that is right that, yes, yeah, Sam did used to babysit them as well uh, before she left, before she just up and left. But, um, yeah, like I, I think that the the characters of, of the movie is great. Like you said, I like the feistiness of Sam uh, in this movie for sure. Uh, I think that... um. When everything starts kind of going down that night, when they all get back to the apartment is um, like when I feel like the adrenaline starts to kind of kick in a little bit because like they see this news report. They see that a ghost face mask was left on the scene of two college murders that had just happened. Uh, Sam panics right away. She's like, we need to get the hell out of here. We leave in 10. And Tara's like, well, what the heck? Like, you know, why are we leaving? And she asks Mindy and Chad to back her up. And I loved Mindy's line at first, like at the party, she was just like, I look at it like lightning. The odds of you getting struck twice is highly unlikely. And then it's just like moments later, there you go. Now, all of a sudden, everything is kind of feeling a little too close to home. And, um, a brand new set of murders are, are about to start. And I, I do very much, um, like that because that leads into it's a it's a very well paced script because that leads to detective bailey calling like when quinn calls you know her dad says that sam needs to come down to the station and like almost immediately like within like the first like 15 minutes we're into another chase scene like i mean it's which i didn't expect that to be i didn't expect that scene to be as early in the movie as it was what's that shop called What's the what's the shop called? There?
0: I mean, I don't, I know it's called a bodega, but I don't know the actual name of it. There you but go. bodega.
1: Yeah, but I, I love the first phone call with Samantha because she gets the phone call from Richie's phone. And you're just kind of like, what the fuck? Like that's and, and I just love the initial conversation. And I love how in this movie, Ghostface literally can pop up anywhere. Like it seems like. This is the prob I'd say the most stealthy Ghostface we've seen since Scream 2, I think in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I would I would say so. We see him running around that one in body, jumping through shit, flying over shit, basically dodging shit. This and I feel like that's something Radio Silence captures so well with Scream 5 and Scream 6. I said during scene five, I've never been scared of Ghostface, even though I love Ghostface. There are scenes in five and six that watching it, I'm like, okay, that's actually pretty scary. That, it's not like as silly as it used to be, because like, obviously, you know, scary movie and stuff, it makes fun of it. But with these new movies, they feel so much more intimidating and ruthless. Yes, the stabbings are so brittle. But I love that scene, how you said he just pops out and then Tara fucking punches him. So good. Love it, and then we're in the bodega, which they did show a good amount of that in the trailer. I would say, like, we see basically what's going to go down. I think the only thing we didn't see was like one death, um, because it's like the guy that's like, the fuck you doing, and then it's another guy, and then it's the shop owner, um, yeah. but then we get the scene, which I pointed out that it looks like Jurassic Park, and I felt very proud of myself for doing that. Yeah. Um, as soon as I saw it, I was like. It's Jurassic Park. It has to be. Which is yeah. such a great um intense moment. Cause you know, you have Ghostface back here and they're here and they're trying to like crawl through, but there's broken glass and he's fucking shooting at them. So shit's flying everywhere. There's glass everywhere and they're trying to crawl. Sam takes a can and like tries to toss it and then it works for a little bit mm-hmm. until Tara hits some glass, makes a noise, and then they fucking shove that whole thing on them. Mm-hmm. So good. And then of course he disappears.
1: Yeah. I will say it was hilarious because that, that was something new. That was something that we've never seen before. We've never seen GOAT Ghostface wielding a fucking shotgun. So look, like, my dad, he leaned over. He was like, dude, ghost face with a shotgun, huh? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. So I
0: mean, the second time I saw it, I was with Maddie, and of course Maddie, she's the kind of person that's going to the bathroom. I will Piss myself before I get up. Okay. So I'm sitting there and I didn't even think about where we were in the movie and how fast it happens. She gets up to go and goes pee. They get the phone calls, like she's gonna miss the fucking scene. So she walked in as the scene was going down. But you see her walk in, and I'm looking at her, she's like, like, what the fuck is going on? She's like, I came back to something completely different. Why did he have a fucking shotgun? I was like, I know I should have warned you. I'm sorry. So, but yes, Ghostface has a shotgun. It's yeah. so cool because like, I remember those images. I remember, and I was like, "No, no, that's not real." And we saw it, and I was like, "We're really gonna see this? Okay, that's pretty fucking cool."
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly like you. Like if if I even like feel it before the movie starting, I guess I'm just sitting there and I'm holding it as as best as I can for however long the movie is, because um. I'm not missing anything. Like, especially in a movie like this, anything can go down at any moment. And, you know, like, this movie really did show it. Like, I feel like if you got up, like, you were going to miss something pretty integral. I mean, because even the dialogue in this movie, like, in between the killings and the ghost face showing up and everything, the dialogue is pretty much all necessary. Like, I mean, I and we'll get to the scene like but the quad scene like when they're all sitting on the park benches and everything like I, um that it's a great scene uh but very integral to the overall establishment of the plot of the movie but um yeah like after like post um post bodega scene like when Bailey comes running around i'm just kind of like eh. I was like, "There, there's my first hint right there. He's the first one there. All he had to do is take it off out back and, you know, come running around. But, you know, there's a, I don't know, like, that was kind of like my first hint that he was uh, involved.
0: You know, even like, I'm trying to think, because like going into this movie, I did not expect anyone. I didn't want to, because I called one of the killers from Five. And I was like, this time it's not happening. Anytime someone's like, Oh, I think it's gonna be this, I was like, No, 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 no. I don't even wanna know what you think. I don't care. Don't hear it. And so watching the movie too, I was like, I'm not going to like, ooh, who is it? And then even on the second watch, I didn't really watch that much stuff to like try to pick up on the clues either. So I didn't even realize that, honestly, that he comes running around. I no idea.
1: Yeah. I was like, trying to
0: not suspect anyone, so I could be surprised.
1: No, see, it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess like the way that my sister and I watch it, we're completely different then. Because it's like we kind of like start putting pieces together as characters show up at certain points in the movie. Um, That's something that I've just kind of, I don't know why I do it. And I never, I'd never spoil it for anybody else. But like, I always just like the way that my brain is working is I'm just kind of like, okay, he fucking just showed up. Right after that shit, this is classic scream movie stuff. Like they're trying to mislead you. Yeah. So you know, this is like this is uh, characters show up out of nowhere after a death happens. You're on the suspect list. You're you're, and if it's if you're not on any of the character suspect lists, you're at least on the audience suspect list. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I think that that's one of the things that this movie does immensely better than five is uh mislead not misleading misdirecting you as to who um like when characters show up i feel like five was not as subtle as six was with it um so in my opinion but um yeah next after the bodega uh scene like what's what's like the next big thing
0: kirby 'Cause they're back at the or they're at the station, they're kind of talking to uh Bailey and you know, um we get a tie in to the masks that are found at the bodega because this ghost face is leaving mask and they find Richie and Amber's, right? Isn't it both or is it just Richie's?
1: Uh for for what?
0: The bodega scene, the mask? I think it's both.
1: No, I think it was just uh yes, was just Richie's, yeah
0: okay so then they question you know like how do you you know like what's your relation? It's like oh well we know him and stuff and then sam obviously wants to get out of town uh bailey's like no you can't uh because y'all are like persons of interest and we get kirby i was so happy to see kirby um and then sam and kirby know each other they went to school together that's pretty cool that there's like a little bit of a tie-in
1: no i was gonna say you finished your thought and then we could address this that was really it. We get Kirby. That's the next, I guess, plot point. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for the super chat. Notice how Ghostface switch, um out off screen. Terror's attack outside the apartment it has to be Ethan, and his mask is a bit cleaner. In the bodega, it's clearly Bailey with the weathered mask. That is, that is honestly a good point. I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't even really notice that on the second watch. I knew that it was Bailey in the, um, I knew it was Bailey in the bodega for sure. Like, I, I just feel like watching it, like even again, I was like, he's got the build for it. He, he has the build for, uh, ghost in, in the bodega. So, um, but yeah, I think that, uh, when Kirby comes back, it's like I love the establishing music of her. Kirby, like uh, Hayden Panettiere, is uh, clearly happy to be back in this role. Um, shit, I literally remember when we did the stream talking about her being cast again, and now here we are, freaking talking about her actually in the movie. Um, she's great, and I think that it was wonderful to see her back. Uh, I don't, I don't know why I love like when she's just sitting in the, like, (laughs) just doing all of her research. She takes a big ass bite of that burger and just grabs. I love that so much. Like, just, I don't know why. Like, it's just amazing to see that she's, she's back here. So, um, she's Reed from the FBI.
0: Oh my God. How did I not notice that? Agent Reed from the FBI. If you watch Criminal Minds, Spencer Reed. BAU FBI.
1: Oh, I didn't. I don't watch Criminal Minds, so
0: I know you should because it's amazing. But I, I did not notice that. That's actually that's a really cool tie-in. But yes, I love seeing Kirby back. She is amazing in this role. Um, it looks like she was having so much fun, especially like towards the end. So I'm happy she's back, and now we have sort of all the forces coming together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: And this is the part they leave and we get our classic scream one when Sydney's leaving the police station and she's being bombarded. And guess who fucking shows up? Gail. Gail. Guess who gets punched again? Gail. Gail. That was fucking hilarious. Sam does a punch. She dodges it. She's like, I've been through this fucking terror. Bop from the side. (laughs) So good.
1: my whole theater started laughing at that. Cause it's just like, yeah. Like, and even Gail was like, I was like her, she didn't say it, but her face was just like, I wasn't ready for that one. Honestly. <laughs> like,
0: she wasn't. <laughs>
1: so, um, hey, yeah. Like I, I, think that, uh, and she tried calling him too. They, they ignored her. Obviously like it's classic Gail. She like, she promised she wouldn't write a book about what happened. And then she just brings up the exact same Gail Weathers line all the time. Someone was going to write about it. Yeah. And it just had to be you. It had to be Gail Gail Weathers. What will
0: she learn? And then I can't remember the exact quote, but talking about like how she's like born to be a killer. It's in her bloodline. And she was like, that's taken out of context. Sam's like, that was literally a a direct quote. So Gail's doing what Gail does best. And you know, there's like the whole part. I love that like line Tara says to her like, like, are you afraid you're just going to like, be like washed up or something like that and it's like fuck damn got her ass and it's just classic gale which i did like seeing because like we get a little bit of that in five but not as much obviously you know there's like the whole part with like doing and being like like 90 percent was you because of you but 10 was this but this is like full kind of gale which i love because i love that strong doesn't give a fuck about anyone sort of gale
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, same. Uh, Misael Marquette for sure. So (laughs) he's asking, he's asking me about March Madness games. Are you doing your bracket? He's probably doing his bracket right now. Uh, I got Marquette going, Uh, but um, yeah, no problem. Uh, But. Circling back to uh <laughs> to scream six. Uh anyone else have March Madness brackets that they want to throw my way right now?
0: I'm gonna go to Vermont.
1: Uh oh. oh. Yeah. Hey, if this makes you feel better, I got Texas winning the whole thing this year. So um there's that. We're gonna see is what happens. Football? No, this is basketball. March basketball. Madness. So March Madness. Yeah. Um, but Then after that, I think that's when they are all together, right? That's the night that they're all in the apartment, like that they all decide to be together. Or is there something? Yeah,
0: first They get like, they're sort of like Mindy doing her whole, like, you know, Randy sort of scene um, saying like, you know, it was the recall. And I was like, blah, blah, blah. I can't do this. Can't do this. We're in our franchise. And I felt like this is probably like my least favorite sort of like, you know, like, oh, we're in a sequel. to trilogy. Oh, we're doing a reboot. Oh, we're doing a Now We're a sequel to a sequel, but it's a franchise. This is probably, like, my least favorite sort of, you know, monologue, I would say. But I do, you know, like how she's, like, calling everyone out and stuff. I think, like, mm-hmm. she, when she's, like, talking to her girlfriend, she's, like, never trust love interest immediately. Never trust this person. What are the odds you did this? Establishing, like, why we should be, like, on the lookout for these people. And, you know... She says that Sam and Tara are, you know, not looking too good. Really good chance that they could die. And then, you know, they basically say the same thing. Anyone could yeah. be the killer. Even our core four could be the killers as well. So,
1: I mean, now that I think about it, like, I mean, outside of the first Scream movie, like, where it's just really Randy himself when he's talking to Stu, the actual killer about why he thinks it's just Billy and everything like, so he has his speculations, but really every single movie after the first one has these scenes. And I noticed that upon rewatching it, like all the characters are together and they are all in a group and they are all going through as to who it is. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Now I personally very much liked this. I actually liked how Mindy was able to pinpoint certain things about these people that seemed like you know a little sketchy and you know i think that uh when she literally looked ethan dead in the fucking face like or even even quinn like even she Qu- got
0: both right <laughs>
1: she got both of them right like she looked quinn in the face and said how did you come to room with samantha and tara and she's like i responded to an ad online she's like say no more <laughs> Like, For real. That all checks out um and then tara's like well it was an anonymous ad yeah well guess what it didn't seem to be so anonymous was it like
0: <laughs> literally she she is so good because she's obviously calling like everyone out and stuff because really the only like new people that we get are quinn ethan and then hold on what's your name oh no what uh, is mud boise huh
1: he, he asked compton or boise i was telling him boise
0: oh my god okay <laughs> let me just read my handwriting then Anika. okay that's her name yes so we really only get obviously besides like detective bale and stuff those are like our only sort of three well cute boy cute boy cute boy across the apartment i would say those are our four new um like group characters and so obviously and i liked because i feel like cute boys like obviously very suspicious even from the trailer i was like oh man he likes sus," and i didn't know like what he was in relation to anything so obviously i'm glad he was not a killer because he looks like he could be he looks like he has like a like a dark mysterious side so i'm very happy it was not him Mm -hmm. but they get that and then we're in the apartment which I love the apartment scene.
1: Yeah. And I'm not going to lie, the, um, the score for that scene and Gail's apartment scene are literally my favorite scores of this entire. And I should say the end, too, the theater one, too, the theater score as well. Uh, this movie has a very good soundtrack, a very, very good, uh, motion picture score to it. The, um, yeah, the, the apartment mayhem scene, that's what it's called on the on the score. But that it's a really long scene. I will say we do get longer ghost face sequences here than we do in a lot of Scream movies. And I was all for it because it led okay. to some really great tense moments. Uh, the latter sequence in that everything that kind of like led into the latter sequence was absolutely fucking incredible um i loved like when danny was literally just in his apartment he looks up and he just sees Ghostface in quinn's room and he's
0: such a good scene
1: such a damn good scene because he's like i'm like sitting there and i'm really trying to tell him like is he acting like is he supposed to just be like like acting like this just to not be on the suspect list or does he actually mean it like he did a really good job at pulling it off either way. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like the, and that led to a very tensious like a tension like moment because the core four are sitting at the table and Danny's trying to get Sam's attention. Like, yo, come on. Um, yeah. He then calls they her all phone
0: dec- and they're all like goofing around. Yep. Cause she tells them like, Oh, like I've been seeing him and stuff. And so they're all joking around and, then they all get a text message. All their phones go off at the same time. And it's a picture of Quinn being attacked by a ghost face. And because then they hear like noises and they're like, oh, like she's at it again, you know, like having sex. And then, no, that's not what's happening. And so they kind of like corner her door and they're all just staring there and they say run. And then here comes her fucking body being thrown at them, falls onto Anika and there's blood going everywhere.
1: I will and- not lie. I did not expect her body to come flying through the fucking door. I, really? If anything, I, I just... I really thought that she her body was just going to be left in there. And um, that... Uh, what do you call it? It was just going to be Ghostface coming out charging. But I guess it made sense because, like, he... Something had to fucking knock, like, one of the characters over in order to kind of start this shit. And, like... That that's a small space too. Like for everything it's that no was going plastic. on, it, everything that was going on in that small space, like it almost felt like any of them could have went at any moment, and that's what I loved about it. Like that's what I loved so much about that whole scene.
0: Yeah, it's very cramped, very tight. They're kind of running in and out of rooms, connected to bathrooms, getting to another room. So we're not fully aware of, like the layout of this like apartment and. Uh, Chad and Tara, like, run out, and Mindy and Sam and Anika are stuck in there. She, Anika gets stabbed in fucking, kind of like what they did to Dewey in five, gets stabbed and then pulls it up, and so she's bleeding. Mindy also gets cut, so she's bleeding, and then we get the whole ladder scene. Very tense, very well-done scene. Obviously, someone's fallen off, and then, you know, when she's like, no, I'm right behind you, you go. I was like, she is a goner. And that scene was really good. When she falls and hits her head on the dumpster. So not only does she get stabbed and then like fall to the ground, she gets smacked too. And that was really sad. That was a, I was like, Oh man, even though we barely know this character. I was just like, it was Mindy's girlfriend. So i was like, fuck.
1: Yeah. She, uh not cool. <laughs> yeah, she, she had a very good death. Um I think that, I, I don't know why I just loved like when Ghostface just comes to the like, he's not even running at that point. I love how you could just see him walk behind and all their eyes just get super wide, just sticks the knife right in the like right by the window. And he's just like, all right, you know what? Let's fuck around a little bit. And I mean, he's he's just clearly trying to he's not the first try. He's not trying to actually like, you know, make her tip. He's trying to just toy with her a little bit. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, because we we all know she's fucked. He could have easily just pushed it forward and the ladder could have fell, which I thought he was going to do. But I'm like, nah, he ain't doing that. He's going to fucking play around with this. But yeah, that whole scene tense as hell. Uh, very much enjoyed that. Her death was great. Um, And then that leads into the next morning where we kind of start like feeling around uh, a little bit as to who... Was there and who wasn't? Ethan wasn't there. Chad gets very mad at him. Danny is talking to Sam. We see Detective Bailey come out and he's like very distraught because he had now lost both of his kids. As we found out, Quinn had lost her brother. And so, you know, in a way, you kind of feel bad for him. I actually felt for him in that scene. So, yeah. you know, like I think that overall i cared about most of these characters when
0: maddie i looked over her in that scene her eyes were watering and so obviously i didn't say anything and i was like you just wait bitch you fucking wait she's over there like oh wow that's like really sad and i was like yeah really really you're like
1: right yeah very sad sad."
0: The, the first time i watched it i was like oh that does suck because you know again wasn't suspecting him Mm -hmm. but um he gets taken off the case but he still wants to kill him because you fuck with my family you're dead notice how he's staring at sam into her soul whenever he says that yeah
1: i did notice that i i noticed that more so on the second watch like Yeah, yeah like and then i also love how it was kind of like uh A counter because Sam looked at him saying agreed, like, you know, which actually did pay off later on in the movie. So, yeah, I thought that that was like a really kind of like nice way of looking at foreshadowing that like they both are looking at each other like you fuck with our families and you're going to fucking die. So, yeah, yeah, I think that uh, that whole thing was great um i know that we're almost coming up to an hour here already we're already at 56 minutes like
0: i know i'm trying to think what happens they but,
1: i mean uh they're Gale all they are wh- who
0: gail gail shows up we move Gale on to the
1: shrine up. they go to the shrine Yes. Yeah, so they they get to the shrine um i i'm a big sucker for the ghost face graffiti on the wall like as they get there the what's your favorite scary movie and everything. so cool um, and I liked the whole shrine collection that they had in there. They were like, "Dude, this is a, like this is quite a collector." And I liked how they were going through everything. And I also very much did like how they still continued with Sam seeing Billy. We got that in this scene for like the first time in in the movie. I like, and I hope that that's something that actually continues to carry because it's something that was already in five and now six like i mean i i like that you know they're they're continuing that i i also love the line when like he says something to her for the first time and she was like oh fuck no he was like oh fuck yeah like, and then I'm you see for it, like
0: yeah. my favorite yeah God, oh, uh. dude. but you can see sam is having like some inner like conflict between because you know she said it felt right like killing and you know mm-hmm. She's seeing her dad again and she's like has her hand up to like the knife and stuff and Tara's like what are you doing like kind of weird and they established this and then they set up this plan to uh like locate Ghostface and you know Kirby tells Gale like oh I'm good at my job too you can't be here and so Gale leaves and so they're back in the park which is very reminiscent of Scream 2 which I also like that they called out because as soon as I saw it I was like this is Scream and then mindy was like this is literally how our uncle died in a van in broad daylight with this whole sort of thing going on um then tara or not tara sam gets a call they track it it's at gail's apartment so now we are in gail's apartment which is a another very good scene And how we've already talked about, you know, how like this is Gail's like actual first phone call because Randy gets or picks up the phone and scream too whenever Gail's being called. Mm -hmm. And I like that they like, you know, talked about that. How it's like long overdue. And it's like it's time finally like to talk to you and stuff like that. So I really like that scene as well.
1: I know. I really liked how he said, like, you've made all your money by reporting other people's deaths. Maybe it's time someone made a quick buck reporting your death like and i was just like oh i'm
0: like, I like that <laughs> immediately when like okay so they like order food and stuff and she's like doing whatever her boyfriend's like oh it's for you it's like who is it's like it's the killer and she's like grabs it and i like that too is like says it's the killer and then she's immediately like call nine one one. like yeah she's going down and um you know He dies which we did see that in the trailer which that's such a good scene from the trailer where she's on the phone and you see him like really quick jump out and then the body gets thrown and Ghostface is hopping over shit and the scene went on a lot longer than I was expecting it to. I did not expect to kind of get because she lives in a fucking huge loft or whatever the fuck it is. So this is huge and so she like goes into a room and gets a gun and they're out like on the like terrace and stuff and come back back in she gets the gun and shit um stabs or shoots he's like i'm in the elevator and she's like no you're not like no you're not and i like the scene which like which like we give me a second or whatever she says because it's like in uh screen five when sydney's like i'm bored yes the huh and she's like we give me a second huh and then fucking redials and it comes from the closet and she starts shooting that is so fucking good
1: Literally, she fucking puts him on hold i was just like oh my fucking gosh that is absolutely hysterical like and i just
0: uh, love hearing their reactions on the other end because they're never expecting something like that no huh? I,
1: just honestly fucking. the huh <laughs> 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 I I loved it. Um uh, but I'm not going to lie like and just when you think the tension like you just think Ghostface is going to come out and then like a, like that might be it. it just like he might shove her against the wall they might have a little like you know scuffle but it continues on after that even like he comes out and then like they're going around the pillar and he's swinging the knife like you know on both sides and I love that. I I love the tension there. And just as Gail very much like Dewey as you think she's going to win like you take, you don't even really think about it at first, but he fucking takes that big ass piece of glass, sticks it right in her freaking side. And you're just like, oh man, you're like, this is it. This is it for her.
0: I look me during Dewey scene was like terrible. I was like almost like gagging. I was crying so hard with this. Cause I like, going into, it, I was like, she's not going to die. Like, there's no way they're going to kill her off. Then we got really fucking close. I, I felt so bad for my friend Diana because I was sitting next to her and she's wearing like ripped jeans. And I grabbed onto like the opening. I scratched her leg. She told me that the next day. I was like, I'm so sorry. Because like I jumped and I grabbed onto her. And she's holding onto me. We're holding onto each other. I was like, the tears are forming. I'm like crying already. And then they find a faint pulse. Oh, Sam shows up, shoots. Ghostface obviously dips. And she's like, tell Sydney like, he didn't get me. I was like, you're not dying. You're not fucking dying. And then they find her pulse and she's okay. Thank God. But that's the last time we see her in the movie. Yeah,
1: like, it is. Yeah. That's... Back
0: up and only Mindy does. Yeah.
1: It's confirmed that she is still alive. Um, Danny was able to confirm that at the end. Uh, That okay, like before, like we because I like a lot about this movie, but there's a couple issues I have. One of them being that I don't think that they were ballsy enough to kill off a few characters that needed to be killed off. We will definitely talk about one big one coming up, but Gail definitely being one where I'm like, she's done her time, though. She, I feel like that would have been a great way for her to go out is like, I mean, she looked Sam in the face and said don't tell sydney don't tell sydney he got me like you know like i i feel like that that would have been a really good way for her to to go out in my opinion
0: see i disagree because i don't want and ghostface is even saying this to her like on the phone talking about how like legacy characters don't matter anymore no one cares about like the old stuff or like hi mia like, all with the new stuff and stuff like that. And um, and I like that on the phone, Ghostface is like, you know, like, obviously, Dewey wouldn't have made sense. He's a fan favorite. Sydney, like, no, but you, you make sense. Because that was people's theories, too, that Gail's going to crack and she's going to be Ghostface. And so I like that it, obviously, like, they hadn't known about all these theories that fans have because they were mentioned them in the movie. And, like, that's really fucking cool. Um, I personally don't want Gail to die. I don't want the transition from old to new is like everyone fucking dies. Because like we already lost Dewey. We've somewhat lost Sydney. I don't want him to just be like, you're dead. We're moving on, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad that she didn't die. I'm curious to see how she'll be used in seven. Obviously, if she comes back. um, Because... Like maybe won't meet her there, but I don't want just all the characters to die, and that's why we're with our new characters.
1: Yeah, missile. This is a pretty decent um, thing. If they maybe had Nev in this one, maybe they would have went all the way with Gale. But I mean, who who knows? Like I'm hoping that I'm hoping that like in seven that nev comes back at least for a little bit me at least for the finale kind of like she did in five especially if this is going to be the end of the trilogy like we're already two movies deep so i mean like if this is going to be oh, shit i wouldn't mind if it's if seven is good enough i wouldn't mind if they just went to eight and just rounded it out with an even number like you know with four but uh but they would need to continue to be good like this one i'm not gonna lie seven has a lot to it really does after this one have a lot to um, live up to. I just hope it doesn't turn into like fucking Saw 7 because Saw 6 was good. Saw 7 was fucking terrible. So, you know, um, but uh, yeah, like after the Gale uh, thing, it's like they find a way to lock him to go to the theater and essentially lock Ghostface in if uh, anybody that goes in. Oh, no, no, no. But before that, before that, can't forget this scene. The fucking train sequence. The oh, train yeah. the train scene in this subway. movie is awesome. The the train scene in this movie is great.
0: Subway, right? Subway.
1: Subway, whatever.
0: I'm just saying. Um, yeah, subway scene. And Chris made a really good point earlier. He said it like way earlier, but um talking about like the uh marketing and stuff, he said how he had no like he wouldn't have guessed that they were on two different subways and that's a really good point because i thought they were all going to be on the same subway like the way it was uh edited i was like okay they're on the same place i know. i see them fucking and then he just ends with idk okay. i don't
1: know <laughs> i don't know i don't know just trying but, to get creative
0: um, the subway seems very tense obviously we get so many nods to so many different horror whatever everywhere. And some of them are like actually from movies. Some of them are just like generic Halloween costumes. Um, We see some from the Scream or the Stab franchise. Obviously we saw uh, Grace or Grace Ledomas from Ready or Not, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of Easter eggs everywhere. And we get to see so many people dressed up as Ghostface, which is just fucking scary. And I feel like they really utilize that because, for one, you have a shrine full of everything except for the mask, but all the cloaks and everything. And then you go on a subway and you see more ghost face because they're everywhere because this is like a little popular costume now. So you don't know who is who and which is which. And I really like the scene in um, it with Danny whenever uh, the ghost face is like walking right towards him and he like steps in front. And gets, like, in front of Sam and just, like, turns really quick.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: we're with Mindy and Ethan because they both missed um, the subway. So they're on a separate one. And then Mindy's obviously very cautious of Ethan because he wasn't there. Rightfully so. Which I love that whole scene whenever he's, like, looking at her. And she's just, like, like, what are you looking at? Um, so they're on the subway. And she's, like, distancing herself. And she sees all the ghost's face and's getting kind of unsettled. And then there's fucking one just doing this. Which that's the one that would scare me. The one that's acting like, I'll be like, yeah. So she's already like unsettled. She keeps like backing away and stuff. And then every time the lights go off, Ghostface is in a different position. Fucking first looking at her. Terrifying. Then standing up and closer and closer. Then it's not there. And then all of a sudden pops out and then fucking stabs her again she's already been stabbed and she gets stabbed again oh my god don't scare me like that
1: <laughs> and misal said or am i tweaking
0: <laughs> maybe don't do that no that actually really scared me because <laughs> like what's behind me
1: at first i was looking too as soon as i saw that comment come up i was like wait what
0: <laughs> i thought you meant the door and then you can't even see the door no, but that's what I thought. I opening. was like
1: I was like wait what the fuck is he talking about and I was like oh I see the box right there so
0: <laughs> Anyways
1: missile now you're going to have her just looking at the camera the whole time like watching it <laughs> <So> <laughs> Um but yeah anyway yeah the um as soon as I saw Ghostface like looking like at first I was just like oh shit like that uh That's creepy. And I like how the because in New York, sometimes the subway lights do go on and off. So I do like how they very much reference that. And um, yeah, eventually we see that it is actually the ghost face and stabs um, stabs Mindy a couple times. Uh, And yeah, then Ethan hustles over to her uh the other cast members make it safely to the theater mindy is on her way to the hospital i love how ethan goes up to her and he's like are you okay are you okay she goes oh i'm so good
0: (laughs) i'm so good (laughs) just Um, fucking bleeding out
1: yeah literally bleeding out like i'm i'm great (laughs) are you how are you doing today
0: (laughs) for real i'm Um, stabbed again i'm i'm wonderful thank you
1: yeah um but yeah then we we uh end at the theater at the uh theater very much like i i see where a lot of people are comparing this to scream 2 because scream 2's finale is at a theater this movie ends at a theater um there's differences
0: no i don't know about that because okay if there's one thing i saw before going to this movie which i didn't even want to fucking see that is on fucking facebook in a group Someone had said how they thought this movie was too much like Scream 2. And I didn't put it into like comparison, like what that meant while watching, even though whenever you know, I was like, okay, that was again, it was like right there the whole time. I was like, okay, that Mm -hmm. fucking makes so much sense, actually. But um, watching the reveal and stuff, and as soon as they said, I was like, okay, this is like what I got from Scream 2. I didn't even think about the theater setting. I was just like, the whole family relations, that part. I was like, there we are. Yeah,
1: I just mean in terms of like sequences. And yeah, like the whole finale, yeah, it does take place like right in the center of the theater. Like, you know, like that's where it takes place. That's where the killers are revealed. Um, But prior to that, I'd say that the chase prior to that is immensely better than Scream 2, if you ask me. Like the whole, and again, once again, there are subtle moments because we get the Tara and Chad who finally have a moment together, like as they're in that theater and they kiss. And then, literally, next thing we fucking know is Ghostface fucking stabs Tara in the back. And that leads to, again, another excellent chase scene in the movie. Um, and I love how fucking Chad grabs the camera and goes, Smile for the camera, motherfucker. Uh- yes and hits Ooh. him right
0: in the face fucking so
1: l- love that uh i also love how he like is carrying it with them like for a weapon and then as he's getting as ghostface is getting closer he turns around and fucking throws the camera at him uh j- there are just some good tense moments but then okay let's fucking talk about at the end of the chase scene when chad gets fucking Wait. literally okay, go okay, ahead
0: before we get go. there before we get there what another funny moment with chad is one of those like um mannequin type things gets beheaded and he goes beheading because yeah. Mindy had said like you know any death beheadings even and yeah. everyone's like headings and so I thought that was funny I was like that's good okay now
1: that, w- that was funny now I'm sorry but Chad should be fucking dead dead to shit I disagree I do not disagree with that at all he should be fucking dead that is a character That, I mean, I love Chad. I feel like they set him up well enough to be like, you know what? He would have had a good death, but fucking he should be dead as shit. Getting literally stabbed, literally all over the, like, just getting shanked, like, fucking crazy by not one, but two Ghostface. Like. Okay, but if you're going to say that, Dewey should
0: have died in one. And two, and possibly three, and he gets fucked up in four.
1: Do we got stabbed? Do we got stabbed in the back once in screen? I'm one?
0: just saying. Listen, I'm happy he's alive. I don't want Chad to die. I disagree with everyone in the chat. I don't care. I'm glad he is alive. And
1: um, no, I was, you know what? There's a lot of people that's glad that he's alive, but he should be fucking dead, is the point. Okay, that should he
0: a- technically? Sure. Am I happy he's not? Absolutely. Wait, no, at the end, when it's like, we got a live one over here. My friends and I were freaking the fuck out. We were fucking because ah, we didn't want him to die. Well,
1: they had you at first, didn't they? They had you the first oh, time, right? I was like, yeah so that,
0: okay also so obviously the double stabbings it was cool then one of the coolest parts i think of the whole movie is the fucking double i grabbed was, my friend i was like oh my god oh that my god. was
1: so clean it was like when they just both turned and did it at the same time so clean like i'm not gonna lie that was really awesome
0: It was so good. And then we have Tara and Sam. They both have their bricks and are kind of like gearing up because you have a ghost face and another ghost face. And then Kirby shows up and then Bailey shows up. And oh, and then the ghost face is running up on Bailey and Bailey shoots Kirby. And, you know, there's that classic. I'm not the killer. He is. No, I'm not. She is. Don't believe him. Whatever. Ghost face shows up. uh, Bailey shoots Kirby. And then we know he is a part of it.
1: Yeah, as soon as, as soon as they stopped right behind Bailey, I was like, yep, there it is. And then you just see the Thank smile. You. And, oh, man, we find out it's none other than Richie Kirsch's family that is in charge of this. I did not expect, like, I, I think, like, I did not expect it to hit as close with Richie. Like, it's all tied back to essentially Richie. Like, you know
0: Yeah, I was not expecting Richie and from that very like beginning, whenever um you had Jason saying, like, you know, we're finishing like Richie's movie and stuff. As soon as they said Richie, I was like, What the fuck? And then uh Richie's the one that's calling on the phone and stuff like that. I was like, going into this, I was not expecting him to like have anything to really do with this movie. Like I was just like, he's just like in the past. Obviously, I thought they would mention him. Like, oh, this happened last year, but not that his character and his family would play so much of, you know, this entire movie. No idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like that whole thing and like the way that like Ethan was kind of like, you know, he he, because Quinn was obviously Bailey's daughter the whole time. The, the Ethan being his son, too, and then all being related was definitely, like, a big, oh, shit, that's new. Like, you know, I, I actually kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, everything just kind of ties back to Richie. It Like, the whole motive comes out to classic re- revenge, um, you know, like, and I, I do like the whole scene at the end of, like, uh, when they're all facing off against, against each other. Um, I, I think that that's all great. But yeah, really, it all just kind of came down to revenge for, you know, that for them killing Richie, even though he fucking tried to kill them. So, you know, funny. Same thing
0: funny, with funny Billy. <laughs> funny how that,
1: exactly. Funny how that fucking works. Billy snaps, goes crazy, kills people, gets killed in the process. Mrs. Loomis freaks out because her son died. She turns into the fucking psycho killer and then she ends up getting killed. Like... I mean, it's just like it just all goes round and round. And And eventually there's got to be a ghost face that's like, you know what? Shit. They're right. This never works out for the dipshit in the mask, as Gail says. It never fucking does. And they always think they're going to get away with it, but they don't. Um, This one was, this one, I'm not going to lie. At first, I thought like after Sam stabbed fucking Bailey over and over and over after the other two were taken care of. Like, I was just like, there's no way she's going to fucking let him go. Like, he was like, thank you. Thank you. And she's like, (laughs) she's like, but you did fuck with our family. Bam! Right in the fucking eye. Like, I was like, shit. Oh,
0: man. It's so good. I love Quinn's little... Well, first of all, Quinn gets fucking hit with a brick. And she's, like, missing teeth and bleeding everywhere. And then she gets shot in the head. And then Ethan fucking uh tara falls on him which immediately gets stabbed i was like oh no but then tara takes a knife and shoves it in his throat and then pushes it further and i was like
1: that was a really fucking badass kill
0: and um rightfully so because he was like i always wanted to like stick you or like put something in you or something yeah. like that and i've like, always
1: wanted to stick something in you tara yeah i was like, like you're just saying like,
0: and then Desa and you know that's obviously very phallic. I mean, come on, like a yeah. knife to the throat, like and I was like, that is the shit I miss. Like there's a lot of like stuff like that in like the eighties where it's, like very phallic sit like imagery with like slashers. I miss that shit. So I was like, there we yeah. go. So that was looks like your dad like that was that line so was good.
1: that line was cold as so fuck. Good.
0: Like, fuck yes. And you know how she's sitting there like calling him like a man baby and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes. See exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that, I mean that is true. John Wick's gonna take some damage and just be able to walk it off, and we're gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> <This> <laughs> so is my you know, helmet. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and I thought it was just it made sense for Sam to shoot Quinn in the head, like you know, and Bailey to see it, like actually happen, like saw the fucking bullet go right through his daughter's head. Um. Then it kind of leads into that whole thing. Now it does make me wonder, Sam can't even lie, she's getting a little too comfortable with this killing stuff. She even went as far as put on the ghost face costume to go okay. to do this.
0: Sydney did that in the first movie though.
1: She did. Okay, that's true.
0: And what does Sydney do in like the second one? Just shoots them like straight point in the head. You know, they are dead, just to be sure. I think it's pretty fair. It's just less gun, more stabby. But whenever she's fucking attacking Bailey and the camera's like moving around and just like boom, boom, boom. I was like, oh, my God. So fucking good. She is so good.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, she really does go fucking crazy on his ass. That's for sure. And that's why I was so shocked. Like when I was like. She's not going to fucking let him live. There's no way like no. so yeah no. you, you got to finish that you got to finish that you started that you got to finish that like <laughs> no. um but yeah then and and that's it we get one we get the classic final final scare when fucking ethan is somehow still alive even after getting a fucking knife stuck down his throat
0: whatever yeah, and, have have and, one final scare
1: yeah, I guess. Right. But and obviously Quinn couldn't do it because she got shot point blank in the fucking head. So if there's going to be someone, it's going to be the dude that has no tongue now and is just like ah! loved how Kirby took the TV and fucking threw it over and gave us the classic kind of tied it into the first scream. And I love how she was like, saw that in a movie <laughs> once. Like,
0: I was so like, me funny. too.
1: Me too. I've seen it in a movie once, too
0: so good and then we get our sort of you know everyone the ambulance are there everyone's like out there and whatnot. not uh, Mindy shows back up from the hospital and she calls Bailey and Ethan and they're like Quinn too and she was like I was wrong again and she's like and I miss like the monologue she's pissed that she wasn't there to witness it and then Chad is still alive and then he does the four very good I was very happy Yeah. And then yeah, I mean that's it. That's it.
1: That's it. I mean, we yeah, we we cut to the credits and and that's it. And just so you guys know, not every movie has to have a fucking end credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I honestly wish everyone could have seen my dad's face after I told him that there was an end credit scene. He was sitting there looking. And then, literally, literally, that was the fastest end credit scene ever. And he just like, he's like, that better not fucking be it, dude.
0: <laughs> I know. Diana. Oh, shit. Damn. Diana and I are sitting there. And I was like, we looked it up, too, because someone had sent me, like, hey, there's an end credit scene. And we, like, Google it just to make sure that, like, there is. So we're sitting there waiting. And that happens. And everyone that was sitting in the theater, everyone was like, "Uh, seriously? And then we all, like, kind of stood up slowly. We like, I guess it's time to go. I don't... I guess that was it. It was pretty funny. That was pretty good. They <laughs> got us. They got us, for sure. I
1: don't Well, because, like, there was that. And then, like, there, that's, like, the second movie that I've done that to my family with. Because, like, Maggie told us that... Or the, I didn't do it. But last year, Maggie told us that there was an end credit scene for the Batman. And it was just, like, a computer monitor thing or whatever. And... I'm sure it has something to do with the Batman 2, but still like everyone just kind of looked at each other and they were just like, Hey, if that's it, someone's like, and <laughs> someone's getting it. Cause, um, but yeah, I thought that that was, uh, that was definitely funny. But yeah, I mean, uh, desk closing thoughts here on, um, on scream six.
0: I loved it. I wish I could watch it right now. Um, this kind of did, To me, how, like, Halloween Kills made me feel afterwards. I mean, like, whoa. Or even Halloween Ends. Like, whoa, that was kind of different. That was kind of strange. But unlike Halloween Ends, I like this movie. And it wasn't something, like, needed to grow on me, really. It was just something, like, that was, like, a little bit jarring at first. Even though it does definitely still feel like a Scream movie, it still felt different. But I think it felt different in, like, a refreshing way. Um, And so I'm really excited to see where they go with Seven. I really like the direction they're taking this. I love the characters that we still have, and I hope they continue to make Ghostface scary.
1: Yeah, I'd say that this uh, these last two movies actually had like at least Ghostface, like you know when full costume Ghostface and everything. I thought that Ghostface has been very menacing and quite terrifying these last couple of, of movies. This one more so than five, in my opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And I think that the weathered mask definitely helped that out a little bit, too. I liked how they beat it up a little bit. It was new. That was new. Just again, I'll, I'll say it again, that there's just something about weathered masks that make them just look just especially because you've grown up with like the clean white masks and then you just see it now and you're just like, oh shit, that's fucking, that's really cool.
0: It looked really good. It I did. I really love the weather mask.
1: It did. I, and I was glad that that was like the exact same mask that they used for pretty much the duration of the movie. So, um, yeah, I was a big fan of it. Uh, I rank it at number three on my overall list. Um, I think that this movie is not perfect. It's definitely got some plot holes and stuff, but I mean, there's there's stuff that happens in movies all the time in order for, you know, the movie to happen. It, it, the movie yeah. needs to happen. So you, you got to kind of get fictional with it. But, um, yeah, I uh, I enjoy the heck out of this movie. I'm excited as shit for Seven. I'm waiting for the announcement to happen for Seven because this was the biggest opening for in the franchise for a screen film. So... We know seven is inevitably coming. So,
0: I'm so excited! It's so great. I know I talked about this like last week, I think. Um, Still on TikTok, all I see is Scream stuff. Which obviously, if I like Scream stuff, I'm going to see more Scream stuff. But to see how many like likes it has, and has like over hundred thousand likes, and it's like Scream edits. That's just so cool because like so many people are just loving it right now. So, it's just fun to see. movies you love just being revitalized especially when they're done right yeah in my opinion
1: yeah like i mean and arguably unlike outside of halloween 2018 which is the best of the three in that trilogy it's nice to see that scream is being handled with a lot of care and a lot of you know love in the script and the directing and just everything with the characters so yeah I'm very excited to see. And honestly, even if you look at the new characters, like look at the fucking characters that we got introduced to in Halloween versus the characters that we got introduced to in Scream. I'm taking the Scream characters, the new characters all fucking day. Like, Absolutely. It's a night and day difference between the these characters. So, I mean, I, I think that this is like exactly what I hope that they continue to do with horror franchises because Scream is doing it right. So yeah, yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But um, yeah, guys, that's our thoughts on Scream six. You guys were outstanding tonight, man. We had a really great chat going on tonight. So thank you guys as always for being fantastic uh, to be around. Um, Destiny, what do you have up and coming here this week?
0: I'm going to be on Goodreel's channel tomorrow and we're going to be um, going through like our Scream 6 predictions and seeing like what we're right about, what we're wrong. So I'm really excited for that. And then Back from the Dead is this Sunday at, I believe, 11 Central Standard Time, how it usually is. And then that's it until Fear Freaks next week.
1: Heck Yeah. Um, with me, I've got my, uh, scream franchise ranking, uh, coming out. I've got a few scream things I'd like to do this week. Um, being that my schedule allows me to, uh, to get them out. I'm hoping to have my scream ranking out, uh, tomorrow. Uh, finally. And then, uh, really on Monday night, we've got the, uh, we're doing a two episodes on the channel here. We've got the Spider-Man podcast and we're doing, Fear Freaks on Monday night. So, um, yeah, we're just going to be doing a, you guys guessed it. We we came on and we did two topics and now we're doing a chill session and a Q&A. So bring your guys' questions on Monday. Come hang out for a little bit. That's going to be a lot of fun. Very much looking forward to that. Um, but with all that being said, everyone, post comments down below. Let us know what do you guys think of Scream 6? Do you guys love it? Do you guys hate it? Do you guys kind of find it somewhere in the middle? Whatever your thoughts are, comment below, let me know. And as always, if you guys like this, don't forget to join this channel on its journey to 15,000 subscribers. And we will see you guys next week on Fear Freaks. Have a great rest of your week, guys.